Inbound to Smart. Bounce pass Tatum. Tatum puts up a three. Bang! Jason Tatum from downtown. 1.3 remaining. No timeouts left for Philadelphia. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. You, Douglas, Joe, Julio. It is the Midday Show. 215-592-9494. Of course, the calls. Mike Breen, Saturday night, ABC. Six for Celtics. A heartbreaker. You And you could tell there at the end, Breen wanted to you know, give another gigantic bang there. But he knew, just like Embiid knew, that did not count. That buzzer beat. And you were there. You were in the building for the game. Yeah, I was. But I wasn't in the building for the actual shot because, I, you know, I – you beat that track. got out of there. You know, yeah, well, it was yeah. packed house. It was a pack. It, man, it was packed. It was a beautiful thing to be in Philadelphia for that game and, and to see all the beautiful folks. But yeah, I had to get out of. I had to get out. Oh, hold on a second. I I never understood that for a basketball game where it, NBA more than any other sport is really nothing matters until the last two minutes of the game. <laughs> yeah, and I left. And you're gonna leave for the last two minutes. <laughs> so what of the time, game? Well, how much time left did you leave? Like where I left? I left like the third quarter. Oh. But shout out, babe. Before we before we ridicule me okay. for leaving. Shout out to Ava, man, because Ava, this is what I did, and Ava was a huge sport about it. I called Ava like three hours before the game started and said, Ava, can I get tickets to the game? And she made it happen. It's the last minute. Absolute last minute. Shout out to Ava because Ava made it happen for me, and I really appreciate that, man. But when I got there, I've gotten so used to – not being in traffic, you mm-hmm. know, working in the morning, sure. doing the morning shift and, 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 and working the hours that I work now, that to me, I can't handle being in traffic. I just can't. I cannot handle it, and I do not want to know what that feels like. Shout out, God bless everybody that's on that nine-to-five grind where you have to do this every day, blowing the horn and cutting people off and all this stuff. God bless you. I have been out of that for so long, I do not want to be in that. So I left, but I did. I was at a bar. And I watched the end of the game, and the 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 reaction that the fans had in the bar that I was at, it was heartbreaking, man. But at the same time, it was optimistic. Now I know that I'm coming from a different perspective because I haven't been there this long. This long. Good and, morning, and, Atlanta. <laughs> thanks a lot, Kyle. Thank <laughs> you. And and a lot of people are looking at at this as heartbreak. I don't see it like that. I look at it as optimism. I, I really do because. For them to be in that game against the Celtics like that, I think that there is room for this team to get better. I, I think that the, the ceiling is the like like they can they can take tremendous heights. I, well, I lead that. I think that that's there's one of two ways you could look at what happened on Saturday, which is they're close, right? They're right there yeah, with the right Celtics, there. and if uh, you know a buzzer beater goes the other way, either way, maybe they win that game. But the other way, and Kyle, it's it's just it's hard because the Celtics have had their number for years now. Yeah, it's. Br- they could just not beat the Celtics. And you'd like them to be able to, like, when you're talking about, oh, this team's different, this team's different, and we've heard that with the Phillies, we heard that with the Eagles, all the vibes of this team are different. I'd like for them to just once be able to beat the Celtics at home. And, I mean, I'm, I'm watching this team, and still, beyond Joel Embiid, I have tons of questions about the rest of the team. Harden looked like he's sputtering out. Maxi looks like he can't really find his place uh, coming off of the bench. And, I still think they need another rim protector, and Daryl Morey's just been asleep at the wheel. So I, I'm not fully buying into this Sixers team just Yeah, yet. we talked about this a lot on Friday, whether or not <clears throat> excuse me, you believe in this team and their, and their ceiling and all that. And here's what stuck out to me. At 215-592-9494 to hop in on all these topics, from the pitch clock to the idea of the Eagles going after Jalen Ramsey in a trade and to your reaction Saturday night with the Sixers. What stood out to me the most, and it's, just, it's, it's disappointing because 
I'll, I'll just put it this way. I think we, as a city, as a fan base, we overrated Tyrese Maxey. Not not what he could be one day, because I still think he could be a good, nice player. But, Hugh, last year, everyone got so excited about Maxey, what mm-hmm. he could be, and the idea that he was already going to be an all-star, and that he's like he's reached that level. And he just has He played 25 minutes on Saturday night. He had eight points. And he had a couple shots that were awful late in that game. Look, Joel is a, is a top five player in the league, star player, you know, MVP candidate. But you can't win with just one guy. You need multiple guys to yeah, get through the playoffs. Especially when you talk about the teams that you're basically going to see, the Boston Celtics. Yes. The unfortunate thing about it, like the other night, he gave you 16. Gave you 16 mm-hmm. off the bench, was a huge contributor to that win that you had the other night against the Memphis Grizzlies. And to come out in a game of this magnitude, because that was the measure stick for all of us. That was the one when we were talking about this, Joe. We said, well, let's see what they do against Boston. How many of our callers Friday said, yeah, that was nice yeah, against yeah, Memphis. Yeah, but let's see what you can do against Boston. And like, like I said, I think it's the big brother syndrome. And, and the other night, you punched big brother in the nose, man. You made him bleed a little bit. I think there's something. I think there's room to grow from that. There's something to build off of off of that. Well, I think there is too. I mean, I I think that they're they're not that far away. That that's that's obvious. Like they could they could compete with the Celtics. They could play with them. But it's just disconcerting to me that Maxi, who we've built up, and the Sixers really. I mean, Kyle mentioned more. They built the roster with the idea that he's the third guy, right? That, that's that's the way they they thought they're ready, and he was ready, and he's just not. I don't know whether it's because they put him on the bench, the six man thing, if they just kind of got in his head and ruined him. But Tyrese Maxey was a guy last year. People were thinking could be the lead guy at some point, could be the coach star scoring wise with Joel Embiid. Eight points. You can't win. You know, a game no, against the Celtics. You Eight gotta, points. You got you got to give me more. I need I need at least the performance that you had the other night. At least. With, with the, with the, with the yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he has to average 20, but he's got to be in that upper teens. There's no question. 215. He's got to be in the team. Yeah, 215, 592, 94, 94 to react to the Sixers here. And then we had Joel Embiid, who almost made the shot. I mean, almost. It was it was just a little bit off. Here's Embiid after the game reacting to the disappointment. Uh, I mean, I... I mean, I, I, I wish I would have shot it sooner, but uh, as I turned, I saw Darren White there, so I couldn't really get it off. Uh, so I had to kind of go back to my right side uh, to try to get it, uh, get it off. So fortunately, um, you know, story of my life. Story of his life. You, he, um, it was kind of rare the way he reacted. Usually players will play along with it. Like, ah, maybe I, he knew right away. Yeah, it was disappointing. Because you fought that hard to get back in that game, and it comes down to that one play. Man, when it left his hand, everybody started looking at the clock, and then they rewound it, and you saw the buzzer, and it was just like, dang. But for me, that's optimism because that game goes into overtime. At that point, they've ha- they had all the momentum, in my opinion. Well, they did. It's, it's interesting because they were up 15, blew the lead, and then they were down 10. Like, yeah. The fact that they came back was, was encouraging. Because yeah. usually, you know, they kind of roll yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, and and I know that a lot of people probably listen. Oh man, we've been here before. I get it. I understand. And I'm I'm coming here with 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 fresh optimism and everything. But I feel good about that. I felt good about that moment because I'm like, dang, if 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 only you had two more seconds on the clock and he could have got that off. Yeah, well then that would have been an amazing finish. I'd feel better about the whole thing if if Maxi was on a different level right now. But he's for some reason has gone significantly backwards. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four to hop in pitch clock. The idea traded for Jalen Ramsey and your reaction to the Sixers Saturday night. I, I just I'm I'm disappointed here with where Tyrese Maxey is. Andrew is in Springfield. What's up, Andrew? Andrew. Hey guys, how you doing, man? What's Good morning, on, man. How you doing? Hey Andrew, what's up, buddy? Joe, I'm normally with you, but you, you got me with this Jalen Ramsey. Are you crazy? 
I mean, did the time change? Are you waking up earlier or something going on? Well, like... I am waking up a little bit earlier, so maybe that's part of it. But like, what, what am I? Cra- why am I crazy for trying to get a Hall of Fame corner? Okay, so how good was James Bradbury last year? Why not pay him 20 and pay the extra three and keep the 10th pick? It makes no sense to trade the 10th pick. Now, if you're telling me a guy like Denver wants to blow it up and they want to get Patrick Curtain away or mm-hmm. – J.C. Horn is available, and you still got two to three years of a rookie deal, and he's kind of proven himself because, you know, the Panthers want the pick to package sure. it to move up to one. That I'm with you. But to trade 10 for a guy who's still going to cost us 17, okay, why not just pay Pat Bradbury, bring him back, and then use a 10 pick on a guy that's going to learn behind Bradbury for a year or two? Well, a couple so things. I agree with you. I mean, look, if, if Sertain or Horn were available, I, obviously that. You're, that's more logic, right? Go after the younger guy, the cheaper guy. I'm, I'm with you on that. They're not available. Ramsey is he's on the trade block right now, so at least there's. I get that. So, but the other but part, have, well, but the other part is that. Bradbury's two years older. Like when the when speed goes at corner, you're done. Andrew it will not surprise me at all if Bradbury signs somewhere twenty plays safety. Yeah, twenty million a year, and and a year from now he's not. He's, he just he he falls off pretty quickly. I mean, you you got three more years of Ramsey before I worry about that. Well, what about the idea of doing a, which is what I would do, is why not take a guy at 10, then take a, a defensive tackle at 30, and then spend the money like a, a Steven Nelson from a few years ago. You bring in a veteran who's going to start necessarily, who we all know is not going to light the world on fire, but he's still a veteran. He's been around the league, somebody that the new coach knows or whatever the case may be. You pay a lot less for a guy like that on a one-year deal, and you still got the rookie. If the rookie shows out and he is, you know, he doesn't have to be sauce, but he could be. Uh, I forgot the guy the Houston took last year. Oh, Stingley, right, Derek Stingley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stingley, who had quietly a very good year that people aren't talking about because sauce was, you know, on a different level. But right. he had a really good year last year. Yeah, that's an what Andrew. That's an interesting thought. You that maybe draft like you're saying, draft a guy at ten, but also sign like a smaller price corner in case he's not ready. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you could do yeah. that. You could do that, but I, but I think that with the young corners that you have that are coming into this draft, I don't think is I don't think it's going to be that hard to find somebody that you can plug and play immediately. I, I no, don't think that's the case. I don't think so. Not a 10. You know what I mean? A 10. And, and you still have, I mean, I think he's trash now, but speaking of falling off the hill, but you still got Slay on the other side. So you're not expecting this guy to step in and be your number one corner, quote unquote. You're expecting him to be the guy opposite the guy and then he can build up to being the number one. Well, so you're right. He's got options. Totally. The other thing, Andrew, that, that, that strikes me, and I, and I hope I'm wrong on this, is the Eagles have had a blind spot drafting corners for two decades. I mean, they, they, well, other, than, other than Jalen Mills very late in the draft, and he was really good for his draft position, they haven't drafted a corner that could play on the outside here in, in I mean, I'm not saying decades. And real quick, guys, I just want to get this in before I leave. I've been talking to a lot of my boys about this, and I don't know how you guys feel. I'm praying that Richardson's there at 10, and we move back. Because I think your best option, you can get a lot of picks. If he's there at 10, pull a deal like the Chicago did a few years ago with the Giants mm-hmm. and move back from 10 to 18, 19, 20, where Seattle is. And that's what I would do personally. Because then at 20, you could decide you can take Robinson out of Texas. It might be more probable to take a running back at 20. And then you get an extra second, maybe a first next year. And you just keep rolling it because you got to start thinking about that kind of stuff now that you're going to pay the quarterback. Yeah, well, you are. Andrew, you're doing We appreciate the call. I mean, Hugh, I'd be shocked if Howie doesn't move around in the draft. He does it every year. Up, down, Howie's going to move around. Yeah, um, I mean, because, like, this, this is the thing that I know about the draft to be a, a, a truism is that there's always going to be somebody taken in the first round that nobody projected to be taken in the first round. Yep. There's always going to be a name that we're going to be told – that's going to be an extreme high pick. That isn't. 
or doesn't go where he's anticipated on going. And there's always a, a curveball in there. And that throws everybody in a tizzy. And there might be an opportunity where a guy that was projected to go higher falls and he might fall into the Eagles' lap. And it, that might be the case. Well, the quarterback thing is interesting. Cause it, like, if, if all four, I think there's four quarterbacks that probably will go in the first round this year. If all four go ahead of the Eagles, Hugh, it's going to push the good the players Eagles might want down to them, right? Like, if there's four quarterbacks in the first nine picks, that means those these corners we're talking about, they're going to be there for them, right? Yeah. I don't know how many of them, two or three of them, are going to be there. But the opposite, what our last caller just said, is true, too. If, if one of those quarterbacks falls to 10, the Eagles could trade the pick to someone who wants the quarterback. Yeah, and you know what's funny? This is how – this is why I believe what I believe. Because all year long, I've, I've heard that Will Levis – is the absolute best quarterback quarterback to come in and he's NFL ready mm. right now. Right now, they say he's NFL ready. Do you know who's projected to go before him? Anthony Richardson from Florida. And Anthony Richardson was a guy who a lot of people talked about. He had a lot of athletic ability, but they were kind of questioning his ability to be a quarterback. A little raw. Yeah, a little raw talent. But he's projected to go on some of these dra- mock drafts Higher than Will Levis. So explain to me that. You know, and, and, and that's just how it is. That, that, that's just how it is when you talk about these young quarterbacks. Everybody pretends like they know, but you don't know until these scouts start to look at them and really start to take their game to the lab. Well, with the combine coming up, too, this week, things will change. We'll start hearing more rumors. I mean, the Bears might trade that first pick. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Kevin, who's on the sub. What's up, Kevin? Hey there. Thanks for getting my call in. Uh, I was at that game, and I got two points, and they're all based around Doc, and I, and I want to tell you I got no optimism after that game. Um, first thing, that last play with Tatum, he was clearly isolated. Like, he was standing back there throughout the entire timeout, knowing that that play was going to eventually be all him. We didn't have a timeout left to counter attack. We had nothing. We, we had no, he, It was more or less an uncontested shot, and he was clearly isolated that that was going to be him the entire time, and, and we just simply didn't respond. Um, I think part of that definitely falls on Doc. And then the second thing is, is you know, I don't have the schedule in front of me. I'm curious what the uh, the next six games are with the Sixers. But, you know, if this is truly a good team, they put this game behind them, and they show their strength, and they go, you know, 5-1, and 4-2. and two. I, I don't trust Doc. I, I, I don't think he can get this team settled to have a good next six games and all of a sudden we're going to drop you know be four games five games behind boston and and, and it just kind of like status quo it seems like for the rest you know for the past two to three years we should be this good but then the standing show you know we're the third fourth fifth best team yeah well and, kevin and that, to your point i don't think they're catching boston i mean i, I think it's 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 almost right yeah it, it, there's no shot i'll I put agree. it that way they're not going to make four games up on them in the next, you know, third of the season or whatever's left, 25 games or whatever. As far as the Tatum thing goes, you're right. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, it's clear that he's going to be the one taking that shot. The one thing I would say, and this, we could blame Doc, but I don't, I, who, what's, who do you want guarding him, right? Like, obviously, you want a little more resistance in getting the ball, but the Sixers just don't have a player that can guard him. I mean, they, they really, I mean, Tobias Harris, take, you know, Tatum's going to cook him. What, I don't even think it was, was it was it Harris that was the thing. I thought it was Anthony. Uh, wasn't was it Harris? And I apologize for not. I think it was Harris that. on the last play. Yeah, yeah, it was Harris. Okay, my my bad. But yeah, no, I, I get you. I just felt like you know, 
if, if you're going to put, you got to put some sort of disruption. You, you, you know, just like you know, uh, you, you line up against a wide receiver. You know, you, you, you give him that push, you give him that nudge, and none of that was there. It was just, it was just a clear shot. I mean, even even before the ball's inbounded, get get closer in his face. I don't know. It just it just frustrates the heck out of me. Yeah. Well, I mean, if Kevin, we appreciate it, man. Hugh, it was a game that it, it is funny because I, I've I you you you're not the only one you I've seen that has some optimism after the game, right? Because they were right there with the Celtics. Yeah. But there's also that. We've been here before. You've they seen this, they you've can't seen, get over this hump. Yeah, you've seen how this played out. So yeah, I, I I totally get all of that. But you know, when you when you you hear the uh, disappointment in Joel Embiid's voice, and you look at the way they played in this game, you got to think that you know there's going to be some adjustments made. And like I said, PJ Tucker will have more. Hopefully, will have more of an impact in the playoffs, and that becomes the difference there. And Tyrese Maxey, man, listen, you, you got to step up. You you have to step up. It's a half court game in the playoffs, and and that's what I think that they're they're hoping for. They're just they're just trying to get through the regular season, wait till the playoffs start. Here is how much we overrated Tyrese Maxey in Philadelphia. I, I forget exactly the numbers, but we we did polls here, Hugh, in, in July. Remember when the first Kevin Durant stuff came out, oh, Kyle? Oh yeah. When the idea of Durant asking out of the you know Brooklyn came up for the first time, let's say last June or July, whenever that was. I remember we did polls here. Would you trade Tyrese Maxey for Kevin Durant? And am I remembering this right? It was at least 50%. Uh, it, well, maybe even more so. I, the, the, I think the majority of Sixers fans were saying, no. do not trade Tyrese Maxey no matter what. Now I'm watching a game in, in almost March, a critical game. He's scoring eight points. Like, I, I'm not saying this yeah, you kid's... Need, you need more. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> saying his career's over, but we overrated him. Like, he's not a top three guy in a title team right now. And, and the, unfortunately, they need him to be because they have, obviously, Embiid. And they have Harden, who didn't have a great night, but Harden's had a good season. They don't have a third guy. Yeah, and you're going to need that. When you when you talk about the teams that have had success, because even look at, at at Golden State, the year that they won it. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the one that punched dude in the face. Uh, Draymond? Ike's, Draymond. Draymond. Draymond, yeah, Ike's. I was about to say Ike's alma mater boy. Yeah, he was a huge factor in that game. Well, he was huge. And, and you just – at some point, you're going to need scoring from somebody other than Joel. Yeah, because that because they're going to you know that's that's the guy that you're going to be looking at. Yeah, you're going to stop him, like stop him, and then make everybody else beat you. That that's going to be the philosophy going into the playoffs. Well, look, Boston walked away from that game the other night and said, "Yeah, Joel got his 41. We still won the game." Yeah, like they could they he going to get his. You just got to stop the other cats from getting there. Exactly. As far as the, the schedule goes, our so last call match of the schedule. So tonight they play Miami here at home. So it's Miami coming up after that. He won like next five or six games. Miami. And then it's Miami again. They have a home-and-home home in Miami. Dallas, Milwaukee, Indiana. That's a big one next Saturday night in Milwaukee against the, the Bucks. So, yeah, the, the schedule, and it's come up every time the Sixers have been on the last couple weeks. The schedule is significant, Hugh, over the next couple weeks. Like, it, they, they have the toughest schedule in the NBA. Yeah, no question about that. And they have the toughest stretch coming up. So they're going to have to figure out – they're going to have to pull some rabbits out of the hat and try to figure out how to, how to maintain down this stretch. Yeah, and I, I will be interested to see how they manage minutes and rest because they, you know, you want to be fresh heading into the postseason, but you also want to have the good seed, right? That's it's like that balance between. Yeah. But I, and you're going to start. What's that load management? That's going to start oh, becoming it's, a thing. It's everything. It's everything, right? Yeah, that's that, going to that's going to be a thing. So right now they're 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 kind of in the middle. They're kind of just kind of stuck in the middle. They're the in third place, the Eastern Conference, four games back at the top. They're two and a half up on fourth. I mean, it, I think three is where they're going to end up. Almost regardless of what they do, T is in South Philly. What's up, T? T, uh, how you doing? Listen, um, I, I've been I just said on my radio, and I hear y'all saying uh, Tyrese Maxey like overrated. Totally, and totally overrated. I, I, I oh no, 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 no. Let me tell you something about Maxey. 
Maxie's confidence just got taken away by Doc. Not to say Doc put him on the bench because that's like that's a good spot for him, but his confidence got taken away by playing with Joel Embiid and James Harden. They hold the ball too much. There's no passing going around. They ISO ball players, so when they get the ball, he's just standing around. Like every time he get the ball, he's standing around. And then when he got then when he come in the second when he come in um with the second team, he's basically forcing everything. He's trying to like get his shots up. He's trying to like Four shots. Like, he's not confident right now. Like, if nobody don't see that he's not confident right now. Well, T, whose fault is that? It's the coach's fault. But, but, but how? He's because on the, the coach. No, when you're a coach, you're supposed to, you're supposed to exude confidence and you, and, and, um, into, your, into, your, into your players. Yeah, but, but to, T, if he's a star player, he, he gets his buckets okay, and he figures it out. Is, is he a star player or is he an okay player? Yes. No, he's a, to me, he's a star player. To me, he's. He's the second best player on our team to me. I don't care what nobody says. No, no, no. He is not. This year he hasn't been close to Harden, T. Come on. Yo, did you see Harden can't even jump? He can't even move. Harden's I'm, average is 21 and 11. 21 and 11? Yeah. Look, look what he's doing. He's sitting there taking dumb behind shots. Like, all the time. He can average way more than that. Tyrese Maxey had eight points Saturday. Tyrese Maxey had eight points Saturday. So did Mulligan. Um, then, then, then um, James Harden. Have like eleven and like twelve and like thirteen and like fourteen. Like, don't even be scoring like that. T, listen, <laughs> I, I love you, man, but there's no I way Max say, has been close to hard in this I, season. I, I will, I will say there might be something to that because one of the things that that has been an issue in, in Atlanta is the fact that they went out and got Dejounte Murray, and right. him and Trey Young have not been able to coexist for whatever reason. So there might be something to that when you have you know veteran players trying to freeze guys out. Basketball is a weird game like that when you don't when you trying to get a guy involved and you're not really doing a good job of that. So there might be something to that. It's not it's it's not easy to get everyone their touches. T, I agree with you on that. But the bottom line is, T, we appreciate the phone call. That's his job. Like when he comes in the game, they need him. Like they need to figure it out. And when he gets his touches, to take better shots. He hasn't this year. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's how you hop board. Ton of, ton of jump in. Take your phone calls. Everything on the table. Sixers reaction from Saturday. I'm disappointed in Maxi, and, and really, I, I think we totally overrated him. Hughes feeling encouraged by what he saw here. Very encouraged. Yeah, they were close. I mean, they really were. Rule changes in baseball. The pitch clock is incredible. And would you take trade the 10th pick in the draft for Jalen Ramsey? I would do it. I'm on Ramsey Allen here. Also, Eagles are listed as the betting favorites to draft a big-name player in this coming draft. We'll tell you who that is next. And talk, talk to Elliot coming up at 1. Hugh Douglas, Joe Julio, Sports Radio 94 WIP.